What's up, everyone? Welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling. It is Tuesday, December 19th, and I'm here to chat about WWE NXT, and it is the second to last uh, final episode of 2023, next week being the official last episode of NXT for this year. And we got a fun episode to get into because this one ended with a, uh, obviously this was pre-taped, so a lot of this was already out uh, in advance when they actually shot it. Thankfully, I avoided all spoilers for this show. There was one big one that people couldn't necessarily avoid too much because it was all over social media. And it was the angle that they ran with Ilya Dragunov and Ridge Holland. And so that's kind of the way that we ended today's show. So we got to get into that. We got to get into Carmella Hayes, Trick Williams, and all of that and more. Also, I'm curious. So they had said that 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 the NXT Year End Awards were going to be up at 10 today on WWE.com. I'm assuming they meant, I thought they meant Eastern time, so I figured that was going to be 7 o'clock my time, but I just checked and the NXT Year End Awards link isn't up yet. So if that goes up at some point during the show, can you all let me know? Because I wanted to uh, do like a live voting thing. But they didn't, I don't know if they meant Pacific Standard Time, Eastern Time. I have no idea. Uh, so I might have to do that later. We'll see. But if it comes out during the show, let me know because I would like to do uh online voting thing while I'm here on the stream. But if not, we got to get into this show. But before we dive in, just a heads up to everybody. If you guys want to help support this podcast, get your questions, comments, or statements read here on the show by sending in a super chat. That is the best way to uh, get your voice heard, but also help support this podcast so thank you in advance to anybody that does and i want to start off by thanking sheldon jackson here uh, for kicking us off with 10 dwo memberships so thank you so much to sheldon jackson out here bringing the holiday spirit the holiday joy so thank you very much to sheldon for sending this in he also sent in a super chat saying you don't do that storyline, especially with Ridge Holland and his history. He already gets so much hate from the Big E incident and the Elton Prince incident. For his psyche and mental health, just know. So here's the thing, guys. Obviously, with the situation with Big E, that was an entirely, that was like legit, as we all know, because Big E has been out since then. And I just want to say that anybody that goes out of their way to go and harass a pro wrestler because of something that happened in the ring. Uh, this That's like not a normal thing to do. Like nobody should be going out there and harassing Ridge Holland. Of course, people are still going to do that because there's crazy wacko people out there and they're going to go and attack Ridge Holland and anybody that ever injures anybody if it's like a one-time thing or whatever, right? And so that should definitely not be happening. However, um, with this in particular, I hope that people are smart enough to realize that it's an angle. Uh, I don't, I honestly don't even really know how a lot of people in the NXT building kind of fell for it. <laughs> there was like watching it. Okay, so when I first saw it on social media, when it first happened, I, I saw people saying that, oh, you know, Ilya Dragunov broke his neck and they were saying all these things and I'm like, what? So I'm like, I need to see a video. I need to see something. And I just kept seeing the same picture floating around the internet. And it was like this very blurry photo. Most of you probably saw it. And I'm looking at that and I'm going, okay, I can kind of make out some of the people that are there assisting Ilya Dragunov. And so based on that, that's kind of how I knew. <laughs> that's kind of how I knew like, okay, this is probably going to be a storyline thing. And so whatever, later on, you know, it gets reported that it was a storyline thing. And then we get to see 
see it play out here uh, in, you know, on the TV show. And now getting to watch it on the TV show is very obvious that it was an angle. So, uh, but I guess, you know what? I guess it helps out the angle if a lot of people definitely believed it when they saw it actually happen. Because, hey, it's still real to us, damn it. So we're going to want to fall for things. We're going to want to, uh, you know, to get all invested. And so we're going to go ahead and kick things off with the Ilya Dragunov, Rich Holland stuff that went down. But also, seriously, I hope people are smart enough not to go and like legitimately try to attack Ridge Holland on social media uh, for this because that would just be nuts, right? Uh, so I hope people kind of know that. But anyways, so let's get into that because that was really the thing that I think a lot of people were curious about in terms of how it was going to play out on the show. So as we know, uh, this whole thing started. Now keep in mind, we're going to have to sort of intertwine Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes into the story because this sort of all intertwines together given that at New Year's Evil, we're supposed to be seeing Ilya Dragunov versus Trick Williams for the NXT Championship. So we kick things off with Ilya Dragunov cutting a promo and he's basically talking about how he doesn't know how last week Carmelo Hayes was trying to put the blame on him for being the one to attract Trick Williams, right? And then he goes on and he talks about the championship, but then out of nowhere, he's interrupted by Ridge Holland. And Ridge Holland, the last time we saw him, he was a SmackDown talent, but now he came into this and he basically said that he was coming to NXT and he said that he was looking to rewrite his story. He's looking for redemption and he's looking to prove himself. So all great points, good stuff. Stuff, uh, in this promo from Ridge Holland, really good stuff. And so he basically wants a title shot against Ilya Dragunov. And Ilya is like, all right, you know what? Let's find out what kind of a man you are. And so he does this match in the main event. And of course, Trick Williams is really pissed off about this because Trick Williams won the NXT breakout. I'm sorry. Uh, he won the Iron Survivor Challenge in order to get his shot for the NXT Championship against Ilya Dragunov at New Year's Evil. And so he's irritated that all of a sudden Ridge Holland comes in and he's getting this title shot. Um, but, you know, he has some words with Ilya Dragunov and Ilya's like, dude, I'm the champ. I dictate what I do and stuff like that, right? So he really can't do anything about that. So then the match goes on and we're watching the match. The match is pretty good. It's really, honestly, Ilya Dragunov, like just getting in some good stuff on Ridge Holland. I mean, he gets him with them chops. He he gets him with the killer head, but he gets him with them some suplexes. And then finally, we end up seeing the spot where it actually happens, where they play up this big angle that Ridge Holland hurts Ilya Dragunov. So the way that they did it was like this, um, uh, the way that they did this uh, portion of it all was that they made it seem like Elia hurt his neck with an implanted like DDT spot that they did. So it's very, very like abrupt. It's a very quick moment. Um, and the way that they first did it, I thought, ooh, I kind of like the way that they did it because it was super, it wasn't like this big big move where you would think oh like this is a, a 
a thing that would happen where someone would actually hurt themselves like in this specific moment, right? Of course, you can hurt yourself in anything. So let me just clarify that part. But anyways, the way that they decided to do it, I thought it was really cool because it was abrupt, so unexpected. And so I think that's part of the reason why so many people uh, in the building legitimately fell for this angle. And so... <laughs> The only thing that I will say is that I wish they would have gone about it a little bit differently on the commentary side of things. So what I'm predicting here is that we're still going to see Ilya Dragunov versus Trick Williams. I do not think that match is off the table. I think they're going to do a whole thing where uh, Ilya Dragunov comes in and he's like, you know what, against doctor's orders, he still decided to pull through because that's the kind of champion that Ilya Dragunov is. And I feel like that's the story they're going to tell. So given that that's my prediction, I was kind of hoping that commentary really sold this as like, oh my God, maybe Ilya Dragunov got a stinger, right? Because they didn't have to, because if you say like, oh, he got a stinger, that's something where like you can literally, you don't have to be out for a long time. You can literally come back right away. So it's a good and smart way to sell this injury, sell, sell it, but also make it so that Ilya Dragunov can actually come back and compete in storyline. So I did kind of wish that commentary would have kind of educated, uh, educated themselves into telling the story of like, oh, maybe he got a stinger and that's the way that they can sell it. So that was something that I wish they would have done. And um, so they stretcher him out, he gets a round of applause and that's pretty much how the show ends with the Ilya Dragunov Ridge Holland story of this all. So I like the direction that they're going in because they're trying to spice things up obviously. And that's the thing about NXT. And I was thinking about this during the show where NXT really they try to think outside the box in a lot of different ways and I can't go in and like pinpoint each and every single moment but if you watch NXT on a weekly basis there are certain weeks where you're like man eh, that's kind of random but they try to think of things to spice up the show and they do it in a bunch of different ways and so that's one of the things that I do like about NXT is that they like to try to you know, shake things up a bit, right? Surprise you a little bit. Like we didn't know Rich Holland was going to come out and confront Ilya Dragunov. And then all of a sudden they're running this story. Uh, I think that's something that NXT has been doing pretty good at where like you never know what to expect on the show. So either way, that's a win down with Ilya Dragunov, Ridge Holland. It's as simple as that. And uh, let's see what people are saying here. And um, let's see what we got here. We got a, a super chat from Stephen Marchuli. Thank you so much to Stephen, who says, Tiffany Stratton showing another side to her character was well done. Ooh, Tiffany Stratton and Fallon Henley is something that I cannot wait to dive into uh, here today because I really enjoyed that a whole lot. But let's see what we got here and what people are saying. Um, there's a couple of people, by the way, that are writing that they did not like... Um, for example, we got Night American here who says, not a fan of them selling Ridge's injury history. Uh, I think that's why they did it with Ridge Holland. I think it just makes it in like their eyes a spicier story. And I think it depends on the person, of course, you know, uh, how you feel about it because it, it, he did legitimately injure Biggie. Like that's, that's legit, man. And so it, it's unfortunate. And even the way that they were selling it afterwards too, because when, Elio was kind of just like laying there and he had his arms like in a like stiff position, right? He, they showed shots of Ridge Holland doing like a, just 
putting his hands in his face and leaning back. And so I think that part of the reason probably why they chose Ridge Holland is because of those uh, history history with the injury. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, guys. What can I say? They decided to go that direction. Uh, you know, they decided to go that direction. Uh, Zeno Hour says, I'm very curious as to how this story will go. I really do think that they're just going to go with, you know what, Ilya Dragunov is doing what he can to move forward, and that's the kind of champion that he is. And I feel like that is, um, you know, the way – to go about it because I would really hate it if we didn't get this Trick Williams Ilya Dragunov match and they've already promoted it so I think that's definitely still happening they're not gonna I hope they're not gonna screw Trick Williams and be like oh Ilya Dragunov can't compete so you're gonna have to wait until the next PLE uh because that would definitely suck right because it's not like Ridge Holland was even supposed to get a shot at um at him anyways Oh, guys. All right. They posted the year end awards. So I'm going to make sure to vote for that in just a second. And we're going to do a live voting on the air. I think that'll be really fun. So we'll do that in just a second. But um, let's see what we got here. This is from Hunter Tillman, who brings up a great point saying, I don't think they do it if Ridge wasn't comfortable. And the Brindle Boxer points out that Ridge definitely sold the moment. Dominic Carranza says, I think the reason why commentary did is that they just assumed everyone watches the NFL and knows what a stinger is from those types of things. Exactly. And that's not necessarily true, right? Like you can't assume that everybody just knows about that kind of stuff. And you just can't assume, uh, you really can't assume any of that stuff. And like, even in the NFL, like you've seen guys get stingers and literally like, I feel like I've seen guys come back like on the same game and stuff. So it's an easy way. It's a smart way for them to really, really sell this moment but also give him enough room so that it's believable when he does go in and wrestle this match with Trick Williams, right? So you want to leave some room for believability there. 554K sends in a super chat saying, hey, Denise, my favorite YouTuber, how have you been? Dude, I have been um, very busy, actually, <laughs> honestly, uh, with December and just a bunch of videos that I've been putting out here on the channel. It's been kind of insane. I posted, what did I post? Um... The day before yesterday, Sean and I did a predictions video that we do on a yearly basis where we talk about the next year's predictions. So we did 12 predictions of what we think is going to happen in 2024, and that's up there. And then today, uh, I love the video that I did with Reg where we were talking about our 10 favorite AEW matches because that one really took us down memory lane. So if you guys want to check that one out, uh, I think that one's a very fun one as well. And then tomorrow I'm dropping an interview that I'm very excited to drop. Uh, you guys will find out who that is and when that is tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then on Thursday, I'm doing a live trivia game for WWE and AEW. We got some participants. It's going to be really fun. So if you guys want to tune in for that, that's happening Thursday. But in order to do all of these videos, there's a lot of preparation. And you guys know I edit all my own content. So, uh, you know, there's a lot that comes with that. Will Chisholm sends in a super chat saying, what type of friend is Mello trying to slide into uh, Trick's match? So let's talk about that because, like I said, this Carmelo Hayes-Trick Williams thing sort of bleeds into the Ilya Dragunov-Ridge Holland story. And so I mentioned already that Trick Williams was kind of irritated at the fact that Ridge Holland was even getting this match. But earlier in the night, we had this moment where Carmelo Hayes had the nerve 
the audacity to try to include himself into Trick Williams's freaking match at New Year's Evil. Carmelo Hayes, and for anybody that's still out there doubting Carmelo Hayes, he was trying to do Trick Williams dirty here, okay? He was trying to manipulate the guy by pretending to be his friend to get what he wants, and that's what we saw happen here because we know Trick Williams, literally, we all remember how he won at NXT deadline. I mean, he was literally down. Uh, he had like zero falls. He didn't have, it looks like he had no chance of winning. And then all of a sudden he gets four falls, but he literally had to do that by like busting his ass, right? So he went through all of these other guys to win, to not only did he go through those guys, but he also had his qualifying match. He went through all the guys at the Iron Survivor, wins this match to get his one-on-one -on -one chance with Ilya. And Trick will, I'm sorry, and Carmelo Hayes, his friend decides to ask him if he can make this into a triple threat match. Come on now, guys. Come on now. Carmelo Hayes is a heel here. He's a damn heel. And Carmelo Hayes tries to be like, oh, well, you know, that way we kind of double up our chances. And as long as you and I win, and as long as you and I, one of us has the title, then all is good, right? And so, no. Trick Williams tells him, no, dude. Like, that's not the same. I want to be champion like you were champion. You've had your moments. I haven't had my moments. And I, you know, it's not the same thing. And I was so happy to see Trick Williams uh, stand up for himself, not let himself be manipulated. But this was good, though. I love the fact that Carmelo Hayes did indeed try to manipulate Trick Williams uh, into trying to get him to do this triple threat match at uh, New Year's Evil. So this was freaking uh, good stuff. I really like the way that they've been telling this story. Uh, we have a comment here that I want to read from Caden who says that he's a snake friend. Yes. Yes, he is, man. Uh, the audacity, the audacity that Carmelo Hayes had to ask for that is kind of insane. Alrighty, guys, I want to continue on and get into Tiffany Stratton and Fallon Henley. So this one here is quickly becoming one of my favorite stories. Now, they've been doing the women really well on NXT. And they've been giving them a lot of chances to show their aggression, to, to be hardcore. We've been getting a lot of uh, these types of matches for the women. We saw it with Roxanne Perez. We saw it with JC Jane, Gigi Dolan. We've been seeing it with quite a few girls. Uh, God, Tiffany Stratton did it earlier with Wendy Chu. I mean, they're doing a lot of hardcore stuff with the women. And it works. Like, they've been having a lot of fun with it. And so we have this match between Tiffany Stratton and Fallon Henley. And it's funny because I was sitting down, I was watching the match, and usually unless something super spectacular happens in the beginning, I don't have any notes for the match until towards the end of it, right? Because I'm just sitting there, I'm watching for the match to really go somewhere. And this match finished super abruptly, super abruptly. Like Fallon Henley won with a quick roll-up. It was one, two, three, the match is over. And I'm like, oh, shit. I have no notes for this match. I wasn't even ready 
for this match to end. And so I liked that. I liked that they did that because it's one of those things where if you make the people think that anything can happen at any given moment and the match can legitimately just end, for example, like in this moment with this roll up, it keeps people, uh, it doesn't, it, it kind of, makes you pay it. I don't want to pay attention more. You should always be paid attention, right? But it makes you think that, hey, anything can happen at any given time. And so that's part of the reason why I liked that they abruptly had this finish because I was looking at it and I was going, what? I wasn't expecting this match to end right now. I was expecting a whole lot more. But what I liked that they did afterwards was that Tiffany Stratton literally snapped the woman snapped and she did something so freaking savage to Fallon Henley. And that is that she got, so she attacks her. They go to the back. She got a wet mop from a dirty, wet bucket and literally gets this mop and just starts mopping her face with it. Guys, skincare, please. Fallon Henley, someone tweeted me. She took one for the team. She definitely did. I don't want no freaking mop in my freaking face. Ain't no way, especially a wet mop. Are you kidding me? Um, that was so freaking savage by Tiffany Stratton's part. Uh, I loved it. I think you really got to dislike somebody if you just want to break their face or rip their face or whatever you want to do to their face with a wet mop. Uh, that was brutal. She then throws all this trash cans. Uh, this she throws a trash can on her with all of this trash, and so Fallon's just there, like completely undone. She's got like bacteria at a hundred percent at this point, and she uh, she later on talks to you know to her guys, Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen, and she's talking about how humiliated and how angry she is at Tiffany Stratton, and she's not done with her. So Tiffany Stratton issues a challenge to Fallon Henley because she does this whole thing where um, she points out that Fallon Henley and her are different. So the way that they're different here is that Tiffany Stratton is the Beverly Hills, I shop at Rodale Drive, I'm bougie AF type of girl, and Fallon Henley is the I had to work hard to get here kind of gal. I had to, you know, do what I can to get my bar, and I come from a hardworking family and uh, right totally different totally different one goes to daddy to get her credit card and the other one doesn't so that's the story that they're going at here so when tiffany stratton issues this challenge to fallon henley she tells her if you lose this match you are going to be my servant this was good stuff, guys. I like this. I like this story because it's such an easy one to tell. They come from two totally different worlds. They're not going to like each other. Uh, one's going to think that she's above the other. And one's going to think that the other one is just completely entitled. And whether you, it's so easy. It's so easy to get into. It's so easy to want to root for Felon Henley in this, of course, because she's the one that's coming in like, I'm a fighter. I'm a hard worker. But then again, it's enjoyable to watch Tiffany Stratton just like be this, uh, you know, bougie brat. And it's very, very entertaining. So I think they're doing a really good job with this Tiffany Stratton, Fallon Henley uh, show. <laughs> Pierce says model versus cowgirl. <laughs> model versus cowgirl. That's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so anyway, some good stuff with what they did. Uh, Tony says, <laughs> Tony says Fallon cowgirl shit Henley. 
Hunter Tillman says Tiffany Stratton is the Regina George of NXT. I've been saying this. I've literally tweeted that out. I put a picture of uh, Tiffany Stratton and I was like, insert any Regina George quote right in here. And that is exactly who she is. Sheldon Jackson sends in a super chat saying, I feel like they're trying to pull Felon up the card and Tiffany's job is to elevate Felon and make her a legit title challenger down the road. Uh, I've said this about both Felon Henley and Kiana James because I feel the exact same way about both of them. And that is that they really have been consistent people on NXT every single week. They've been going out there. They've been telling their little stories. They've been consistent and they're not bad in the ring. You care about them as characters. They got it down. Both of them got, got it down. Maybe Kiana James got her character down a little faster than Fallon Henley, but regardless, they got their character down. And I think that both of them are, um, it, it's their, it's their time is what I'm saying. It's their time to shine and they're both doing their thing. Obviously Kiana and Roxanne and, uh, Fallon and Tiffany. They're doing a good job with it. They really are. Uh, thank you so much to Shelton Jackson. AU says the cleaner Tiffany Stratton. I thought the same thing. <laughs> when she grabbed the mop, I literally thought the exact same thing. Uh, Pierre also says that Fallon reminds him of Mickey James. Hey, man, hardcore country. <laughs> Okay, there. Um, I'm going to ruin the song. Um, all right, sticking with the women, we also saw Nikita Lyons versus Tatum Patsley. Uh, Nikita Lyons' first match in almost a year. Uh, this one here, I've been a little bit kind of, I don't know if I love what they're doing with Tatum Patsley right now because it's sort of been like she's supposed to be like this creepy girl, but it's not really making too much sense to me right now. So I would hope that they kind of uh, tell a little bit of a better story there, not just have her be this creepy girl. Give me a reason. What's she doing? What's the plan? Why is she like this? Uh, I think I need a little bit more background to kind of get more invested in the Tatum Paxley side of things. But I did like that elbow that she did. Uh, she like jumped in the air, did like splits in the air, and then she'd like, bam, she hits it. Uh, I thought that was sort of unique, so I enjoyed that. But Nikita Lyons, she gets her victory, and she's starting to kind of get back some of that momentum that she was that she had before she left because Nikita Lyons is similar to Lola Vice, where people just like them. People like them because, well, they are, uh, what's the word? I don't know what the word is, pleasing? pleasing to look at easy on the eyes <laughs> i don't know what the word is but that's what we're seeing and so nikita lyons is starting to get her groove back once again on nxt sheldon jackson sends in a super chat saying the love child of mickey james and nikki cross tatum paxley interesting all right women in here love child i like it uh thank you so much to sheldon jackson for sending this in i appreciate it um <laughs> All right, guys, let's go ahead and get into the men's breakout tournament. So this one here, it's been pretty, pretty straightforward, I would say. Uh, but we had a first round match with Dion Lennox and Lexus King. And come on, guys, we all knew Lexus King was going to win. The second he came into this tournament, we already knew it. This was a very simple match. Lexus King wins. Uh, I thought Dion looked fine, but the match wasn't really long enough for me to like establish a whole, uh, you know, report on Dion. Uh, I only got so much from this match, but I thought he looked fine. Didn't look terrible. And now he's going to go, Lexus King is going to go on to face Thea Hale's crush, 
Riley Osborne in the semifinals of the men's tournament. But the good part here was that Trey Bearhill has not been completely forgotten about because I thought when Lexus King took him out, I'm like, oh, we're never going to see Trey Bearhill. We're going to see him in like a year, probably. Uh, he probably needs to go back and polish up a little bit more, and then they're going to bring him back. That's kind of what I was expecting. But he comes out with a chair and he like scares off uh, Lexus King. So I thought that was pretty, pretty all right. Oh, oh, I almost forgot. So Trey Bearhill's theme song, guys. Don't laugh, but I freaking love it. It is like the silliest little song. It's just a little beat. I don't even remember how the beat goes, but it's like, it gives you this like vibe where you just want to bob your head. Um, don't ask me questions. I love Trey Bearhill's song. Please don't change it, NXT. It, I really like the song and it's just instrumental. It's kind of quirky, but I like it. I like Trey Bearhill's theme song. Um, all right, we had another first round match in this tournament and it was Luca Crucifino versus Tavion Heights. So this was my first time seeing Tavion Heights, who is a uh, three-time Greco-Roman uh, winner, wrestling winner, excuse me, uh, Olympian, you name it. Uh, he did his thing there. Uh, he came in and was pretty damn impressive. He had a lot of really good moment uh, movements, excuse me. He had some good movement, was high energy. I like Tavion Heights. Like, this is why I was looking forward to this men's breakout tournament is because I've never seen any of these guys really, like at all. So for me to kind of discover all of these new guys is kind of exciting. And so I liked Tavion Heights getting this win. He's continuing on in this tournament and he's going to go on to face Obafemi, which if you've seen Obafemi, Obafemi is sort of similar in that he's also a big guy. He's also got a lot of energy where I'm looking at this and I'm going, damn, I'm kind of cool with either one of these guys winning. I have a feeling it may be Obafemi. In fact, I'm expecting it to be Obafemi. But if Tavion Heights wins, don't be so surprised because the dude is pretty good as well. Um, so Lexus King and uh, what did I say? Yeah, Alex, Alex, sorry. Lexus King and Riley Osborne are going to be one side of the semifinals and then Obafemi and Tavion on the other side of the finals so semifinals so we're going good it's going well i'm wondering if i'm wondering if lexus king takes this all the way because that's pretty much what i think is going to happen but what if just what if there's a chance here that he's about to get this win and trey Bearhill comes in and costs him this match that could kind of happen maybe maybe not i don't know if it is but we'll see i'm pretty sure lexus king is taking this all the way it would kind of be a little bit of a it would be pointless if he didn't because then why have him enter if he's not going to win the entire thing so we'll see we'll see what they do there we got a super chat here from uh it's zab d uh thank you so much for sending in this generous super chat saying loved your video with srs wrestling predictions for 2024 mjf mentioned he hasn't resigned with aew do you think he'll resign or head to WWE much love first of all thank you so much for watching that video and for sending in the super chat it really goes a long way um guys in my opinion MJF was just working in that interview guys uh I'm pretty I'm feeling pretty positive that MJF is still going to be on board with AEW come 2024 if he goes to WWE I'm expecting it to be down the line 
but I am feeling pretty positive that he's still going to be with AEW. Uh, at least that's personally what I think. Um, so I personally, I personally think that he was just selling uh, in that interview with SI and he's uh, he's been doing it guys. He's been talking about the, you know, the bidding war of 2024. So of course he's going to sell it in interviews, but I'm not taking that as like legitimate, legitimate news, you know? Uh, so that's my opinion on it and we'll see what happens. We'll find out. Uh, it's Zabdi. Thank you so much for the super chat. Appreciate it a whole lot. And we got a lot of people putting over uh, Tavion Heights in here. Uh, a lot of people saying they were also impressed, not just by him, but also by Oba Femi. And more people also predicting that Oba Femi might actually win this tournament here. So it's looking pretty good. I like it. I'm excited to get to get to know all of these people. Um, but you know what else I'm excited about, everybody? I am excited about the sheets that I sleep in. Did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? It can lead to acne, allergies, and stuffy noses, and it's just gross. Miracle Made offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding such as sheets, pillowcases, and comforters that prevent 99% of bacteria and require three times less laundry. Through their silver-infused fabrics inspired by NASA, Miracle Made is designed to keep you at the perfect temperature so you get better sleep every night. Miracle Sheets are the perfect gift for your spouse, friends, or family. Who doesn't want better sleep and luxurious feeling bed sheets? And since these come with three free towels, you get two gifts in one just in time for the holidays. Go to trymiracle.com slash Denise to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. Save over 40% off. And if you use the promo code Denise at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Denise to treat yourself a friend or loved one this holiday season. The link is in the description box below. Alrighty, everyone. And just a heads up, guys, uh, how you guys... I'm pretty sure you already know this, but if any of you guys are really interested in supporting any of our sponsors, it truly, truly goes a long way because the way that they decide whether or not they continue to sponsor the podcast is based on uh, performance. Uh, so if you guys are looking for some last minute Christmas gifts, seriously, uh, support Miracle Made. My link is in the description box below. It really does go a long way way. But now uh, we got to get into some more fun stuff. So I want to take a second and uh, get into the rest of NXT, of course, and then we're going to do our NXT year end voting live here on this stream. So let's go. But before we get to that, JC Jane and Thea Hale versus Kiana James and Izzy Dame. Um, there's something here, really, the only thing that I really want to get into with this particular matchup is I feel like I've been shouting out all of these women that have really been improving on NXT, but I feel like I haven't spent much time talking about Thea Hale's improvement. And I don't know if maybe I didn't really notice it before or if I noticed it, but not just, at, it wasn't maybe as obvious, but I noticed it particularly in this match because Thea Hale was moving in there with great speed. She had extra spunk in her. Uh, she's really started to just move a lot. I don't know how to explain it. She's just moving in there 
really good in the ring. She's looking great, man. Like, I feel before, I always talked about her character, and I'm like, oh, I love Thea Hale, but her character, her character, her character. I've never really spent enough time talking about her as a wrestler, and it really wasn't until today where I kind of saw her in a different light, and it was sort of just what she was going out there and what she was doing was sort of this, like, wake me up where I'm looking at this and I'm going, you know what? Thea Hale is more than just this, you know, super funny, lovable character. Uh, she is getting really good in the ring. So I do want to take a second and uh, make sure to mention that because I think that Thea Hale works really incredibly hard. And so we're seeing it come through. And now she's checking all these boxes, guys. Like now she's getting really great in the ring, but she's got the character down. She's a really natural baby face, by the way. Uh, my God, uh, she is very hard to dislike. Like, I can't even imagine disliking Thea Hale, uh, honestly. Uh, but we end up seeing Kiana James and Izzy Dame get the victory here. Izzy Dame, ever since NXT deadline, they've also been putting more of a spotlight on her. So I'm expecting them to see big things in her for 2024, just based on the tail end of what we've been seeing this month for Izzy Dame. So some good stuff there uh, in this tag team match. And we got a super chat here from Izzy Zabdi who says, Will you be doing a top 10 matches for WWE like you did with Reg on AEW? So I actually have something planned a little bit different for that. And I haven't shot the video yet, but I might as well just tell you uh, because you send in a super chat. So I will tell you my video idea and I'm hoping to shoot it on Friday and hopefully edit it that same day. And it, it should be up at some point this weekend here on the channel. But instead of doing uh, top matches for WWE like I did last year, I'm going to stitch it up and I'm going to do the best match of every single WWE 2023 pay-per-view. So for every single pay-per-view, including NXT ones, uh, I'm going to be ranking and picking the very best matches from each show and kind of going about it that way just to kind of try something new, do something new, spice up the videos, uh, because I did the top 10 thing last year. So I'm just going to try to switch it up just a little bit. But uh, thank you so much for sending in this super chat. And if you guys have any video requests that you would like me to do, um, I'm always looking at things. So please uh, tweet me, or you can write it here in the chat, send in a super chat, however you guys want to figure that out. Uh, I look forward to seeing what people want in terms of video content. Uh, so thank you so much for sending this super chat in. And yeah, the, doing that video though, the top 10 for AEW was really fun because you think you remember all of the matches that were really good. And then all of a sudden you're like, shit, I forgot all of these other matches. And you're like, damn, they really had a good year when it came to the pro wrestling, man. Really, really did have a good year. Um, 554K sends in a super chat. Thank you so much. Um, saying this was a W segue to sponsor BTW. Also, NXT has been better in general. Lots of great matches and stories better than what it was in NXT 2.0, in my opinion. Oh, 1000% agree, man. I feel like this is something that I, I feel like I've been saying each and every single week, but the real honest to God growth and change in NXT I don't know what they did exactly, what meeting they had to have. I have no idea what they did, but they really turned the show around because this show literally went from people making fun of it and make, calling it the Fruity Pebbles brand and all of these things that I saw on Twitter. And even me, like I was watching NXT and I was going, oh my God, what am I doing? Like, what is happening with this show? Like, why am I reviewing this show? 
And then before you knew it, they slowly turned the show around. And then it started to become one of my favorite shows to cover for the WWE side of things. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, shit, I really enjoy NXT. And then before you know it, there's been like this, uh, there's more conversation around it. And it just feels a lot better than where they were at before when they started the NXT 2.0. So they really turned things around. So uh, yeah, seriously credit to Shawn Michaels, to his team for figuring out what to do because they were tasked with a big challenge. We know that we don't like change. We don't like change uh, in like anything, especially in pro wrestling. We don't really like change. Um, You see that often. And they managed to turn things around for the better. And now look at them. So good stuff. 554K, thank you so much for sending in that super chat. Um, All right, so I want to talk about Dragon Lee, Joe Coffey, and Charlie Dempsey. So this was, first of all, we weren't supposed to be getting Dragon Lee as NXT North American champion. We all know what happened with Wesley and how things ended up working out. But man, Dragon Lee has been the a bright side of the horribleness that happened to Wesley with him having to get injured and all of that. Uh, Dragon Lee has been a bright side in this because him as NXT North American champion and just coming out and doing these open challenges last week was great. This week was great. He was supposed to face one member of the no, what is it? The no quarter catch crew. And it was supposed to be Charlie Dempsey, but Joe Coffey comes out and Joe Coffey's like, I didn't hear a bell ring. You're going to have to pick who you want to face. And of course, Dragon Lee is not going to be like, oh, I pick you and not you. So he says the both of them. And we end up having this triple threat. It's absolutely tremendous. But we see a kidnapping. I'm going to count this as a kidnapping. I don't know if you guys count it as a kidnapping, but if someone pulled my freaking legs right now while I was while I was doing this post show and I disappeared from the screen, I would consider that a kidnapping. <laughs> what happened to <laughs> what happened to Joe to Joe Coffee? Uh, he's doing this match. He goes to the outside, and then all of a sudden, he's being yanked underneath the ring, and he disappears. That to me is a kidnapping, guys. Um, that definitely counts. Um, and so he just gets dragged out and you're like okay no one's gonna do or say anything the match just continues uh we see dragon lee win cool but joe coffee literally just got taken out by somebody right and so we didn't really know who it was until it was revealed um once we saw joe gacy just like running out of the ring and so it's revealed that it was joe gacy he's the one who did this to joe coffee and joe gacy has been doing this thing of like I don't know. He's lost. He's trying to find himself. So he's been super random. One second, he's like ready to jump off a building. And the next, he's literally stealing wrestlers from the ring. We literally we literally went from being kidnapped in the parking lot to all of a sudden, you have a chance of being kidnapped during your match. God damn, that's funny as hell. Anyway, so... um. So where are we at with this? Afterwards, we see the catch crew jump, uh, come out and jump Dragon Lee. But we have the LWO, uh, Joaquin Wilde and Cruz Del Toro. They come out and they end up helping out Dragon Lee. And they should because dude has had their back multiple times. So they can definitely have his back for like a second, man. So it all worked out. Got a nice, good reaction for the LWO. Of course, they come from uh nxt and so the nxt audience is very familiar with them so it was the good stuff there will chisholm sends in a super chat saying 
I do love how Dragon Lee uh, does the open challenge to pay tribute to Wesley. Yeah, it's simple, it's entertaining, and he's bringing honor to the belt, man. Uh, you bring honor to the belt by competing, having great matches, and succeeding. It's really not that difficult. Uh, Will Chisholm, thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate that, man. All right. Let's see what we got here. Oh, there was one thing I did want to say about Joe Coffey, by the way. And I'll be real with you guys. I feel like I'm feeling Joe Coffey a lot more as a singles wrestler than I am like him with Gallus. Like, I really am uh, enjoying Joe Coffey and what we've been seeing from him on the singles side of things. He comes across as a little bit more uh, interesting in-ring-wise uh, singles. I don't know why. It's just the way that it is. That's just the way I feel about it. Um, all right, we got a couple more things to get into, and then we're going to vote for the NXT year-end awards. Um, so we got Hank and Tank versus Gallus. Um, fun match. Eh, it was all right. Maybe fun's a little extreme. It wasn't too fun. It was fine. It was just a match. Um, Mark Coffey gets the win. There's not really much else I want to say about this other than I really love Hank and Tank. They're actually one of my favorites. I can't wait to see them get better on NXT because I'm a Hank and Tank girl. Like that, that's my team, right, guys? I, I'm rooting for them. I already love them. I don't. I, I I really like Hank and Tank. I'm already rooting for them. Uh, I got a th I got a thing for you know big meaty guys that are like you know ass kicking. That's what I'm here for. Um. So anyways, rooting for Hank and Tank. But the other thing that I should mention is I'm not sure if we're going to see uh, Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen possibly break up. I'm not sure if they're going to do like a breakup or what they're going to do because um, we're going to be seeing Josh Briggs go up against Noam Dar for the NXT Heritage Cup next week. And he basically told um, Brooks Jensen that he wants to go out there alone. He doesn't want him out there. He wants to do his thing and he wants to become NXT Heritage Cup champion. I don't know if that means they're breaking up, but like he wants to go out there and do it on his own. Maybe that doesn't mean they're breaking up. I don't know. Possibly. I don't, I don't think I would mind it. Honestly, I really don't think that I would mind them if they were to go their separate directions. It'd be fine with me, but whatever. Next week, we have a couple of matches that have been announced. So on top of that, Noam Dar, Josh Briggs match for the NXT Heritage Cup. We're also going to be seeing Car Cora Jade versus Carmen Petrovic. And that whole match was made because Cora Jade is back. And uh, she's out there stealing people's lockers and making it her own. So that's how that came about. We're also going to be seeing the semifinals to the NXT Breakout Tournament. And we're also going to be seeing uh, Duke... Duke Hudson and Andre Chase versus Bronco and Lucian. And this was made during a backstage segment in which freaking Andre Chase is still gambling, but this time he's doing it to try to uh, make some money since Chase U is going under due to debt. Eddie Thorpe versus Dijak is going to be in an NXT underground match, which means uh, you only win by knockout or submission in NXT underground. God, I haven't been a fan of the underground stuff. Not on Raw, not on NXT. Um, I hope it works for me here. I'm speaking for myself on this one. I tend to not be too crazy about the underground matches, but I'll give it a chance and see how they do uh, this coming week for uh, Eddie Thorpe and Dijak because I recently got invested into the story. So I don't want to lose interest right now. I definitely don't want to lose interest. Um, all right. So that's where we're at with, uh, that's where we're at with NXT, but now we're going to go ahead and do the live year end 
awards voting. So this was promoted on NXT. They're going to give the awards. So let's go ahead and vote. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, share my screen. So give me a second. Hopefully I don't fudge this up. Hopefully I don't mess this up. Are you guys seeing this? Yes, we are seeing it. Okay, good. So let me make sure that Oh, sorry, guys. I've never done this live. I've only ever done this like in other situations, but never live. This is kind of fun. I feel like a teacher. I'm out here presenting things. Um, all right, let me remove this logo so that we can see exactly what's going down. So help us out here in the chat. I want to get your feedbacks on who you think we should be voting for. But let's go ahead and start and see what the options are. So once again, we are voting for the 2023 NXT year end awards. So we're going to kick it off with the NXT match of the year. Let's see what the options are. Oh, shit. They got a lot of options. Oh, damn. I wasn't expecting this many options. So they got the Men's Iron Survivor Challenge, Carmelo Hayes versus Ilya Dragunov from No Mercy, Ilya Dragunov versus Dijak from Battleground, Becky Lynch, Tiffany Stratton, No Mercy, Axiom Tyler Bate, Tyler Bate, Global Heritage Invitational, Johnny Gargano versus Grayson Waller, Seth Rollins versus Braun Breaker, Roxanne Perez versus Blair Davenport, JD McDonough versus Dragon Lee, and Roxanne Perez versus Keanu James, uh, Halloween Havoc, and Eddie Thorpe versus Damon Kemp. All right, guys, I already know my I already know my my answer for this, and I think you guys know my answer for this too. And it is definitely Carmelo Hayes, Ilya Dragunov. Like that to me is the very best that we've seen from NXT this year. Uh, second, I would have probably voted, um, second, I would have voted, hey, it's not on here. Ah, they didn't put Becky Lynch and Lyra. See, I would have voted Becky Lynch and Lyra second, but I'm definitely going with Carmelo Hayes and Ilya Dragunov. So submit. Thanks for my vote. All right, next one. Next, let's do NXT Year End Awards Tag Team of the Year. Um, this one's very easy. But the options are the Creed Brothers, Tony D, and Channing Stacks, Lorenzo, Gallus, Joe Briggs, and Brooks Jensen, Hank Walker, Tank Ledger, Alba Fire, and Isla Dawn, Caden Carter, and Katana Chance. Uh, the only answer, my friends, is the Creed Brothers. Submit. Next poll. Uh, who is your early favorite to win the 2022 Women's Breakout Tournament? Huh. That's not right. Wait a second. Did they mean 2024? Women's breakouts are not wait, this doesn't make sense. Hold on the phone. Let me go back. What is happening here? Let me go back to the front page. That okay, I think that took me to something else. That was weird. All right. Wrong one. <laughs> All right, let's go to NXT moment of the year. And moment of the year, we have Roxanne Perez collapsing after defeating Mako Satamora. Braun Breaker smashes Von Wagner with the steel steps. That was pretty good. Fallon Henley dresses up at Tiffany Stratton. The free Tony D movement. Trick Williams gets attacked by a mystery assailant. Lash Legend slams Otis. That was good. Dominic Mysterio ends Wesley's historic North American title reign. JC Jane kicks Gigi Dolan through a door. Braun Breaker spears Carmelo Hayes through a wall. The Undertaker comes to NXT. Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin cast through Shawn Michaels' office wall. Um... The Undertaker coming to NXT was definitely something that I don't think any of us expected. So I'm going to have to go with The Undertaker coming to NXT. Like, there's no way that's not the thing that I can vote for. So submit. All right, hopefully it takes me to the right one. All right, here we go. Next one. 
NXT Year-End Awards Male Superstar of the Year. The options are Ilya Dragunov, Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams, Braun Breaker, Wesley, Dijak, Dragon Lee, Baron Corbin, Nathan Frazier, and Axiom. This one's tough, honestly, because I have two people that I want to vote for, and that is Ilya Dragunov and Carmelo Hayes. I thought they both did magnificent, but I'm going to have to give it to Carmelo Hayes because he was champion for a good chunk of the year, and he did a lot. He had all of those matches with Ilya, but he really he honestly really just did a great job. And then, of course, he's doing the SmackDown thing now. I feel like I cannot not vote for Carmelo Hayes. Uh, so Carmelo Hayes is my vote for um, for Superstar of the Year. A close second was obviously Ilya, but I'm just going to go with Carmelo Hayes because of the majority time. He spent more of the year as champion. So there you go. That's my uh, vote. Um, all right. Female Superstar of the Year. We got Roxanne Perez. Tiffany Stratton, Thea Hale, Kiana James, Lyra Valkyra, Gigi Dolan, JC Jane, Fallon Henley, Ivy Nile, Kaylani Jordan. So this one here, mm, this one's kind of hard. So Roxanne Perez, she had a really good year, but at the same time, I did not like the way that they abruptly ended her uh, NXT Women's Championship reign. So for that reason, I'm not voting for Roxanne. Tiffany Stratton, I feel like she should have been champion a lot longer. So for that reason, I almost don't feel like going for Tiffany Stratton. So my pick is going to have to be Lyra Valkyra. And I know that her success has been more towards the latter portion of the year. But I really do think that the work that she did with Becky Lynch really took her to that next level. And I liked the match that she had with Zia Lee too. So for that reason, I'm going with Lyra Valkyra. And then also, she really rose to the top very freaking fast. So for that reason, I'm going with Lyra Valkyra. Um, okay, I already voted for match of the year. Let me see if I did, did them all. Hold on one second. Did I do all of them? I voted this one, this one, this one, that one, that. Oh, I did them all. All right, guys. So there you go. That is the, um, that is the, the voting for the NXT year-end awards. Uh, I'm seeing all of the comments here. I'm seeing a lot of people actually wanted me to pick uh, Tiffany Stratton on that one. But hey, if y'all want to go vote, y'all can go to WWE.com and insert your votes. Um, but there you guys have it. Uh, that is the NXT post show for today. Before I go, just a friendly reminder, guys. I know I'm super annoying about this, but this is the only way that it gets done is if you guys have Apple Podcasts, Head on over if you want to leave a review, if you enjoyed any of my video content or any of my uh, interviews, podcasts, you name it. I put all of that stuff up on the podcast feed. So if you guys haven't had a chance, head on over there. That's all I want for Christmas is for you to leave a review uh, on Apple Pods or even Spotify, whichever one you prefer. And it would really help me out a whole lot. And of course, if you do leave a review on Apple Pods, I do read them here on the show as well. Other than that, I have a very stacked week this week. I already mentioned, guys, check out the predictions video that I did with Sean. Check out the top 10 video that I did with uh, 
with Reg for the AW Best Matches of 2023. Then tomorrow, I'm going to be dropping an interview. Thursday, I'm going to be doing a live WWE AW trivia stream with participants. Um, that's going to include Reg, Phil, Sean, and Tempest. So that's going to be really fun. And then Friday or Saturday, some point this weekend, I'll have the best of WWE matches for all of their pay-per-views coming up. And then I will also be here for Dynamite Conversation, SmackDown Conversation, and I will be back for Collision this week as well. So I will be here for a Collision stream too. So there is a ton happening on this channel this week. So thank you guys all in advance. And I will see you guys tomorrow back here uh, with Reg for AEW Dynamite. Catch you guys on the next one.